All right. Jason Babin, everybody, two-time pro, pro bowler. Uh, appreciate you taking the time, Jason, today. Um, how you doing? Doing great, man. I'm in, uh, I'm in sunny Florida, so the, weather, the weather's great, and uh, people are in a good mood. Uh, I mean, it's awesome having you on here, man. Really appreciate it. Um, yeah, you have your own business too, right? So you're probably pretty busy and, you know, and, you know, so really appreciate you uh, carving out some time uh, today. Um, yeah, it's realty business, right? Yep. Uh, Red Zone Realty and then uh, also have a construction company. We do neighborhoods and uh, apartment complexes. So oh, I'm usually on the road. I'm usually traveling around the country, office to office. So this has been a new experience for me just being home and uh, lockdown. Yeah, no, definitely, man. Appreciate you uh, really taking the time. This is awesome. So uh, do you want to talk about, like, how you grew a passion for the game of football and, you know, how that started? Uh, well, I mean, I loved all sports. Um, I guess I didn't grow up, you know, in a, in a sports family where we watched football. I mean, we watched football, of course, but uh, my dad wasn't, you know, he played sports just like everybody else did, you know, in their, when they were younger. But we didn't – we wasn't like it was a crazy sports family. Um, but I uh, – I needed, uh, I needed sports as, a, as an outlet. I was a, you know, I would say troublemaker in the sense of I got in a little mischievous trouble and uh, a lot of energy. So I think my parents kept me enrolled in every sports they could, you know, depending on the season. Um, and I wasn't one of those kids that grew up with saying, oh, I want to be a professional football player. Um, I, actually, uh, I actually joined the Navy out of high school. Um, I was just kind of going to pass on scholarships for different sports because uh, I want to be a Navy SEAL. But uh, because of my asthma, they uh, they turned me down, and said no, and uh, then I ended up um, going to Western Michigan because they just they're the ones that kept calling me and uh, kept kept trying to get me to come take a visit. So a uh, little bit little bit of luck and a little bit of happenstance, I think. Yeah, yeah, no, that's awesome, man. I mean, so what what was um what was the social life like for you at over at Western Michigan? Like, how were you able to balance you know academics with football? Um, you know, I, I talk, maybe talk about that. Maybe. Oh, I, I definitely know how to do a lot of things the wrong way. <laughs> uh, I, I think my uh, freshman summer, I took about 18 credit hours to catch back up. Um, I definitely uh, probably enjoyed myself, you know, a little too much the first two years of my, uh, my college career. Um, so I'd say uh, there, was a, there was a learning curve for me. Uh, I, had a, I, had a, I had a good time. I uh, got a little more balance, you know, towards the end of my career as far as, you know, what my goals were important. Because honestly, even when I was at Western, uh, the NFL wasn't, wasn't, on my, uh, wasn't on my radar. And it wasn't until my sophomore year, um, after my sophomore year, my uh, head coach, Garrett Arnell, he called me into his office. And he's, he's got a little – he's got a southern accent. He goes, down, down Jason, I'm going to tell you something right now. You, you dedicate yourself. And I'm not, I'm not going to continue on with his accent, but – yeah, yeah. He basically said to me, you know, you can go be an NFL player and have a career, you know, if you really, really dedicate yourself. And not that I didn't dedicate myself or work hard, do the right things. I did all those things. But he, his point was truly dedicate yourself. Live the life like a champion 24-7. Do everything, you know, possible. And I kind of left there thinking, holy shit, you know. And I'm like, and I, I said, are you, are you serious? You know, and he's like, yeah, I'm absolutely dead serious. And he's you know, coached plenty of guys at college level that played, you know, in, in professional league. So I knew he wasn't bullshitting me. Mm. So I kind of thought about it for, you know, maybe even a day. And uh, I just made some some serious changes. Not that, you know, my life was bad or I lived a bad thing, but 
you know, I, I forego, you know, spring breaks, you know, I got up extra training in the morning, stretching, rehab, putting a plan together, goals, you know, and just, just really went all in on it. And um, from, I say my sophomore summer, you know, on, just never looked back. Yeah. So you'd say like that moment was when you were really like, you know, like I can really go pro. Like, it sounds like you just like went full on once you had that meeting. Yeah, man. Listen, I was, I was enjoying life. <laughs> I was consuming everything and everything. Got it. I, mean, you know? I was yeah. enjoying the college experience and then uh, I realized, you know, Hey man, this is a serious opportunity. Maybe I should, uh, maybe I should take it serious. Yeah. So what was, um, you know, before your sophomore year, what were you thinking about, um, you know, doing it post post college. I'm not sure I really was. I was just thinking like, hey, we got enough for beer money on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think, uh, you know, it wasn't, wasn't much different than, you know, probably the rest of the, the freshman and sophomore, you know, college people at the time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's, that's why, you know, I was fortunate enough to have those kind of people in my life to, hey, all right, you had a good time. Now let's, now let's focus. So. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Yeah, and you had an awesome, I mean, you had an awesome college football career. You had 38 sacks, almost 300 tackles, uh, eight forced fumbles. You were an All-American. Uh, and then you were picked first round, 27th overall. So you really, you really turned it around quick. I mean, you, well, I mean, I wasn't, wasn't like, it wasn't like I was in a bad spot when I you right. know, decided to turn it around, but I just really took things uber serious. And I think doing that helped help my longevity and help my career in, in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, you want to talk about, uh, like, describing that moment about once you got drafted, you know, two years before, you, you know, you felt like you were just enjoying the college experience, then you were like, holy shit, like, I actually made it to the NFL. Maybe talk about that moment. Yeah, it was um, one of those things where I, I wanted to have my draft party at my hometown because, uh, you know, I think – I guess I could have been saying I want to have this in New York, but um, for me it was important to – to be with, be around the people that were, you know, a part of the journey. You know, there was a lot of people that had a, a hand in, you know, kind of raising me, you know, cause the old saying goes, it takes, a, you know, it takes a village, right. you know, and especially, you know, you know, there was definitely times where I'm sure I could have gotten off the path and different times in my life where, you know, I got some expert tutelage or some guidance, you know, so there's a lot of people in my life that, you know, I think had a hand in it and I wanted, I wanted to celebrate that day with those people yeah. in my hometown. Um, so I did it in my hometown of Pawpaw, Michigan. Um, but, I didn't have too many preconceived notions, you know, going into this, you know, I, I, the only, I know everything's hindsight. The only thing I, I wish I could have gone back and tell myself, you know, the, the younger version of me is, you know, they, they kind of wanted me to play the outside linebacker, which I'd never done before. They just, they was like, well, he's athletic. He can do it. Not a big deal. But I wish I would have went back and told my old, my young self, Hey, no, you're a defensive end. You're going to play defensive end. You can tell three, four teams, they can, they can kiss you. You know what? And it wouldn't, and, and who cares if you slip in the second round, you know, you're going to be in a better fit. You're going to have a better career. Um, you're going to have a better experience. And I, that's the one thing I wish I, you know, would have had that realization about, you know, or my agent or, you know, someone around me would have said, Hey man, why don't you think about something before we make a decision? Yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, no, that year, you know, you get drafted by the Texans, you know, maybe talk about that adjustment, you know, what, what was that first day in the locker room like, right? Like, you know, you're, you're coming out of college, you're going into the NFL, you know, you're with all these, you know, you know, cool names, you know, what was that like for first day in the locker room in Texans? Uh, you know, it's, it's a little, I wouldn't say overwhelming, but just, you know, it's kind of, um, you know, at first just like, 
you're kind of in awe, you know, it's almost like when you're numb, when something happens, you know, like it, it's almost like sense, sensory overload. Right. But um, remember back then that was still when treating a rookie like a rookie was acceptable. Yeah. You know, like there was rookie hazing and that was okay. You know, it was part of it. Now everybody's, you know, so sensitive and yeah. everybody's, you know, got a safe place and they got feelings and emotions, you know, it's just a, it's, it's a lot softer, you know, NFL now than obviously when I, when I started, so they said, hey, go get your chicken wings. They said, hey, go, we want a limo waiting for us when we get back. Or they said, hey, carry our pads. Hey, uh, get, jump in the cold tub right now with their clothes on. Or, you know, I mean, like, you just did what those veterans said. It was yeah, just, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, of course I fought it from time to time. But, yeah. What was the funniest thing you uh, did? Do you remember as a rookie? Um, I don't know about the funniest, but, um, you know, I had, I had uh, you know, Kylie Wong, Jamie Sharper, Gary Walker, you know, some of those guys, and they were, they were, they were veteran veteran, you know, they were on their last few years. So they were, you know, they were the old, old school, you know, you know, prior to me. And um, they, they had some interesting, you know, requests from time to time. Yeah. Um, but, you know, usually, but at the end of the day, it was, uh, you know, especially the second year, it was one of those things where like, Hey, JB earned his stripes, you know? Right. It's one of those things where when you're a rookie, like you don't know what you don't know. And they're kind of putting you through these, you know, putting you through these uh, different things because you don't know these things. They're mm -hmm. kind of bringing, you know, almost, almost kind of letting you know that, hey, you got a lot to learn. So just keep right. your mouth shut and tell the mark. So yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it just, it was just part of it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's funny because um, someone else was talking to me about like the hazing has, has changed. It was, um, talked to uh what's his name jj reddick and he was mm -hmm. the same thing like when i was a rookie like they were like really you know shitting on me and all that and then like today, it's like uh you know like i guess they had to like eat chick-fil-a sandwiches or something before a plane ride or something so something like that oh, literally if, if, if you didn't bring you know chicken for the, the away games yeah it was problems yeah I remember one time i brought sushi and yeah. I didn't, that didn't go over so well. I didn't. <laughs> yeah, man. We, we, pray, we pray. We praying for you after that, man. So, <laughs> but yeah, for sure. So in 2011, um, you now you you have a Pro Bowl season with you know Tennessee, um, you know. But you know, talk about you know that must have felt great because like 2007 through 2010, right? You're like on and off free agency. Um, when you got that, you know, Pro Bowl selection, that must have felt like unreal, right? Uh, yeah, it was definitely some validation that I wanted. Um, my issue, like what kind of went back to what I was talking about was I was kind of in that outside linebacker position where I was, I was, you know, I was good, but I wasn't, I didn't think that was my spot where I wanted to be. Right. You know, I played outside linebacker for the Texans, for Seattle. And it was just like, okay. And I'm like, listen, when I got to Tennessee, I still remember sitting in Jim Washburn's office and, and uh, I said, listen, I just, I just want a team where I can have a chance to play and the best man plays. Mm. And I still remember this day, he, I think Coach Fisher was right around the corner. And he goes, Fish, get your ass in here. You know, and I'm sitting there, and I'm, part of me is thinking, yeah. okay, is this just some sort of banter? They play back and forth, good cop, bad cop type thing? You know, are they, are they messing with me? Mm -hmm. And uh, Fish takes in there, he goes, he goes hey, if, if I want Jason to start, you know, I can, he can be my starter, right? If he's the best player, he goes, whatever you want, Coach. You know, and it was one of those things where I believed what he was saying, you know, like, because that's year they, you know, they drafted the first uh, – uh, who did they draft? They drafted somebody in the first round at defensive end. Mm -hmm. And I ended up starting over him. You know what I mean? So it was one of those things where, like, holy shit. 
you know, this guy, this guy's telling the truth. And he really obviously was, right. you know, best man plays. Cause I just wanted, I just wanted an opportunity to play defensive end and prove I could be a defensive end and just play a defensive end, not play outside linebacker. Cause I felt like that's where my skill set was. So it was, you know, it took six years in the NFL to actually get to play defensive end. But then people were like, oh shit, this guy can play defensive end. And I'm like, I've been yeah. trying to tell you guys for six years, let me do this. So it was just, um, I was just, it was just a really good feeling for sure. It was just yeah. like, okay, yeah. now, let's, now let's go. You know, just a little late start, but let's go. So, so would you say, um, you know, like if you think like you would definitely have like greater opportunity, you know, say in Seattle and in those places, if they put you right at defensive end right from the get go or. That's, I think that's where, if, if I would have, you know, played defensive end, you know, from the beginning, you know, I, I think I would say it would be safe to say I'd have a hundred sacks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and anybody's yeah. got hundred sacks, they're they eventually will get into the Hall of Fame, you yeah. know. So I, I I really wish I could have played defensive end mm. from day one, you know. That'd be my spot, you know. But that's yeah. that's how life goes, you know. Yeah, yeah, no, I mean, but I'm your river. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I mean, so like with free agency, like, you know, like what are some of um, you know, like uh, you know, sometimes like as fans, like we don't really understand like you know the challenges or or the positives behind it, um. You know, maybe on the business end, we don't understand as well. Maybe talk about, like, you know, because that must have felt so nice, like, winning a Pro Bowl with Tennessee, like, after, you know, sort of jumping around um, and, and, you know, trying different places. You know, maybe talk about, like, the challenges or stuff that, like, fans don't understand, you know, behind the closed curtains. Well, I, I think fans do understand is that money plays, right? Yeah. You pay a guy for whether it's free agency or whether it's a draft, pay him a lot of money, they want some ROI, right? They don't want some guy – whether he's the best player or not, it just is, you know, sends a minimum deal, you know, he might be the best player, but like, well, we, we just spent a shit ton of money on this guy. We want him to play. Mm. You know? So it was, it was yeah. you know, after, you know, being in Tennessee when shit, I think we were one in 15 my first year. Then we were like four and 12. I mean, it was the first three years in the NFL was not good. I think we had a total of maybe 10 wins in three years. Hey, I mean, you got the Pro Bowl season, man. That's all that matters. <laughs> it was, it was not, not a good run. So. Yeah. No, no, it's – hey, Pro Bowl season, that's all that counts, right? So, um, but, yeah, I mean, you were teammates with Derrick Henry, too, um, for the, that brief period of time as well. Um, you know, what was he like as a teammate, right? Because that must have been his first couple of years in the league. And what do you remember? Uh, I don't think it was Derrick. It was um, – uh, why am I drawing a blank? The guy before him. Uh, Chris Johnson? Chris Johnson, yeah. Chris Johnson was there, yeah. Uh, yep. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, what was he like as a teammate? Uh, actually, you know, I think a lot of people have a misconception of Chris. We're actually still, we're still good buddies. I, yeah. I see him when we go back to the alumni weekend, and, you know, we talk shit back and forth over social media. Um, yeah, I think a lot of people just have a, a little bit, you know, misconception of him. He's, he's a really great guy. Yeah, and he, he killed it in Tennessee too, right? Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even even afterwards we played against each other. You know, we'd always yeah. we'd always be talking shit during the game. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. You, so you you still stay in touch with them today, and you're still like, yo. Yeah, I'm, I'm an ambassador for the uh, the Titans, so I go back for the alumni weekend. You know, see everybody. Yes, that's awesome. So how often do they have those alumni weekends? And you know, uh, it's just one weekend a year. One weekend a year. Yeah. This, I mean, now that um, you know, I, I try and make it back for the Texans one. I made it back to the Titans one the last few years. So. Yeah, and uh, I'm gonna try to make it back to the Eagles one this year. Yeah, no. And speaking of the Eagles, uh, you no, know, uh, you go back there in tw 2011, right? Um, you know, end, end of that year. Um, 
you know, got this great deal. Um, you know, you have eight sacks in three games and then 18 sacks uh, in 14 games, you know, towards the tail end of the career or tail end of the season. Um, you know, talk about your time in Philly and maybe compare to, uh, you know, to Tennessee, you know, two great seasons, of course, but, uh, you know, maybe compare those two seasons, you know, was there one difference over the other? Um, I mean, they're definitely two different experiences. Um, and I think that's a lot to do with the market, you mm-hmm. know, the, the fan base, you know, if you're in, if you're in, in Nashville and, you know, we're going out to eat breakfast or somewhere, Right. No one's really going to say anything to you. You know, they might say, oh, great, good game or whatever. Yeah. You're in Philly, you know, it's, you're going to get a totally different, you know, totally different experience. They're going to be like, hey, do you want my first door, firstborn child? He had a great game last week. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it's a total different experience as far as the fan base goes and the media goes. The amount of, you know, the amount of attention you're going to get for, you know, what you do in Tennessee versus Philly is totally different. Mm. You know, as far as how many, you know, writers, stories, reports, you know, what's a big deal, what's not a big deal. It's just, uh, it's, it's like living in a bubble in, in Philly, you know, and, and really those major city East Coast teams. Yeah. So you just remember, like, was the media just like all over you? Like, was it hard going out in public or? Um... As long as you won, it was, you're okay. If you lost, you shouldn't go out. You know, if you won, like I said, they'll, they'll, they'll give you their, uh, their, their, their daughter to marry. But if you yeah. if you lose, they might beat you with a lead pipe, you know. Yeah. So it's uh, it's, a, it's definitely an interesting experience. Yeah, no, that's tough. That's for sure. Um, yeah, because Mike Mike Vick was uh, used the QB at the time you were playing there, right? In twenty eleven. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What what was um you know what was he like in the locker room? Was he you know do you remember any? Mike, Mike's honestly generally a pretty quiet guy. Mm. Um. He's a country guy, so you know we go, we went, we go fishing. Well, back then, you know, go fishing, you know, here and there um, when we had some free time, do a little fishing. Because um, Trent Cole was in the squad. Trent's a big outdoorsman, so we'd uh, we we do a little fishing, outdoor stuff. Um, but I always I always kept uh, notes on quarterbacks I played against, right? Tackles, things like that. And uh, when I became team teammates with Mike, I uh, decided to give him all all the things that all the cues, all the things he did that I knew that what was going to happen next, whether it was if he dropped his hip, whether if his left foot was pointed out, whether it was second and, you know, 10, the, his tendencies and how he stood. And all, all, I gave him like the whole workup. I'm like, hey, this is, this is what I got. I'm sure I'm not the only one that's got this on you. You know, work on this in practice. So right. I'd always give him feedback in practice too. So we, we kind of go back and forth on that front. What was, uh, what was his reaction when you had like all these notes on how he played? Was he, was he laughing or? Oh yeah, he was like, oh yeah, because you know, yeah. like, how do you get a jump on someone that that athletic, that fast, you know? Yeah. That, you know, I'm like, well, you know, got to cheat to a certain degree, you know. If I know what he's doing, I know which way he's going to spin ahead of time. I'm like, okay, all right, at least I got a chance. Yeah. So you you had notes on what, like every QB, like you played oh, QBs, tackles, you know, tight ends, you know, that's if if I can if I can know what's going to happen. You know, on the down and distance, on the, the situation, uh, where at yard markage, you know, the set, the formation, you know, like there's a lot of data you can compute where you can kind of narrow down, you know, that's, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm six, three and a half, you know, it wasn't six, six, 290 pounds. Right. So I, I used all the tools in my toolbox. Right. You know, if I know if you're going to, if I know you're going to pass block me and you're going to, you're going to kick a certain way, if I know you're blocking down or if I know you're you know, what you're doing, you're going to chop block me ahead of time. I gives me an advantage. So I, 
I uh, would take any advantage I could get, you know, pre-snap wise. That's for sure. Yeah. I'd watch the the audio from the Sunday night, Monday night games or Thursday night games. See if I could hear any cadence, calls, pickups, checks, alerts. You know, watch the tapes. You know, watch old tapes. Anything I could. Yeah, so I like put a lot, a lot of time in. Yeah, no respect, man. So did did you give those notes to like Jake Locker too? Like what at your time in Tennessee? <laughs> no, I just uh, I became friends with Mike, and uh, you know I really. You know, I, I think a lot of people obviously have a lot of negative feelings towards Mike. Um, but uh, if you knew the guy, you know, um, you would not have those feelings. And I think, um, you know, we're supposed to be a society of uh, second chances. Yeah. And I think we can all agree it was, you know, they threw the book at him and then some. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For- you did. Yeah. You got me. I can, some of my, I have some farms in Texas and I know, you know, guys, just, just normal Joes that did the same thing and, Right. Didn't get anywhere near that kind of penalty, you know? Because yeah, yeah. the fact that he was a professional athlete, they want to make an example out of him, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. And, I mean, that was an awesome season, too. I mean, that was you know, that was a fun season to watch, for sure. Um, yeah, because – and so then in uh, 2012 – by the way, if, if you need to go at any time, feel free to, you know, cut me off, whatever. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if there's a time. Uh, I'm good. I'm yeah. sure. We can knock it out. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, no, there's only a couple more left, so I just didn't want to keep you if you're running around. So, uh, um, but yeah, no, a question I had about, so in 2012, uh, you go to Jacksonville, um, you know, maybe talk about your time there. You know, one of the, one of the iconic plays I was looking at even last night was uh, Andre Ellington <laughs> in like the dreadlock uh, situation when you tackled him. Uh, you know, that was, that was something iconic, like the iconic photo. Maybe just in general, talk about, uh, know what was it like playing in Jacksonville compared to Philly um, well you know truthfully um you know I got into it with uh Andy Reid and I just had a strong um difference of opinions you know uh from a non-football related situation and uh so he let me go mid-season obviously it was you know on track for another Pro Bowl year um but um apparently I didn't know at the time when you get released mid-season like that, you go on the waiver wire. Right. So I think something like 12 teams picked me up. And I'm like, sweet. I'm going to a team that's in a playoff run. He's a pass rusher. Good. Well, one of the 12 teams that picked, you know, picked up my contract was Jacksonville. And then I find out that you go to the team with the worst record. <laughs> really? So I tried, I tried to truthfully tried to fight the situation because I'm like, listen. You know, I'm at, I'm at the end of my career. I want to go to a place where I want to get a ring. You know, that was something on my list that, that I wanted, you know what I mean, to get to get a ring. And uh, um, so I tried to fight it. And they're like, well, literally the only way you can fight it is you retire. Yeah. So I was not on the chopping block. So I ended up coming here. But it's one of those things where you know, everything happens for a reason. Right. You know, we decided to stay here. We decided to, you know, live here. This is where we were made, you know, made home, started, you know, Red Zone Realty. So everything definitely happens for a reason. Yeah, no, absolutely. Do you remember uh, any of those teams that you were really trying to, you know, go to at that time or? Uh, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dark time. Dark yeah. time. Yeah, no, I feel that. I feel that, man. Um, yeah. All, all 11 were in the playoff hunt. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, if it was New England, I'm a Pats fan, man. We wish yeah. we, we wish we could have signed you, man. We would have taken you in a heartbeat. Uh, but yeah, no, it sounds like a crazy time in Jacksonville. Um, I have to ask about like the Andre Ellington like 
tackle too. Um, you know, did, do you remember like that whole sequence of events? Like, you know, when you accidentally, you know, took a piece of his dreadlocks or did he talk? To- yeah, I, 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 we can use the word accidentally, but it was one of those things where it was the only thing I could really grab from where my yeah. angle was at, you know? And I'm like, well, I'm uh, it's one of those things where, and, and honestly, outside of football, I'll do anything for anybody. Nicest guy, you know, and, and I mean, if I just back up for a second, you know, at, at some of this, NFL events now that I've been retired and some of the NFL PA like training events, education events, I've gotten to meet a lot of other guys I've, you know, played against that I didn't have a relationship with. And, you know, a lot of them will be like, damn, Babs, you're, you're, you're a cool dude. I thought you were an asshole. I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, when, when I put my helmet on, I'm on the field, I'm an absolute asshole, you know, yeah. I'm trying to end your life and your career, you yeah. know, I'm, I'm a gladiator. Right. You know, but outside, outside of that, you know, it's, I'm, I'm a normal guy, you know? And, um, you know, so that's, that's kind of was always in my mind, my mentality, you know, that's so how many times where I'm like, I play whistle, whistle, you're standing around a pile. I'm going to hit you. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to keep hitting you and it's not going to stop. Yeah. And, uh, so that was just one of those things where, you know, the opportunity arose and I said, you know, listen, when you're, when you're in that mode, you know, it's, it's all frontal lobe. It's I'm a gladiator. I don't have to think I can just be a freaking animal and not be judged for it. You know, it's just purest purest mindset. And uh, it wasn't like I had a thought process, like, hmm, should I rip his hair out? Should I not rip his hair out? You know? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, we're just going. So, in all honesty, I do. I did did kind of play it up with the crowd, too. You know, I turned it up, but. Yeah. Why not? Yeah, no, yeah, because, like, what was your reaction after you, like, were you surprised where you were like, oh my God, like, yeah. I I was surprised it came out, you know what I mean? Yeah. I guess it's better his hair give than his neck. So. Yeah. So was Andre, uh, you know, what was his reaction to it? Did he, you know, smack, you know, smack talk to you after that? You know, after you grabbed out some of his dreadlocks? Uh, briefly, but, I, yeah. but um, you know, and the weird part was we were teammates a couple of years later. I was with the um, the Cardinals okay. for a brief stint. You know, they, they wanted a pass rusher when they were in the playoff hunt. And uh, I uh, went and joined the, their team for a bit. And the media asked him about that, but I, I, you see, you know, he gave a, a PC answer. I gave a PC answer, but I still think there was some, uh, some hurt feelings yeah. on, uh, on his side about the topic years later. Yeah. yeah. And I, I do still have some dreads, you know, saved. My plan is to kind of get to maybe take a little piece and get them yeah. matted and framed with a picture and, you know, all that stuff or some, maybe some charity events or something, you know, maybe like one of 10 or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, cause he didn't really, talk about that situation at, at your time in Arizona. I, I had the equipment managers run on the field and grab, you know, grab what they could for me. Yeah. Something here in the future. Yeah, no, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah, no, that was, a, that was a legendary photo. I was, I was looking at it last night. I was like, this is, this is awesome. Um, but yeah, so, um, you know, so you know, what was, you know, what was the biggest challenge you faced over, you know, the course of your career, right? I mean, you know, play for a number of teams, you know, it, is it hard to travel, you know, that much? Or, or do you enjoy, you know, playing for, you know, because obviously, you know, you had so many cool experiences playing for so many different, you know, base, fan bases and et cetera. I mean, maybe just talk. Yeah, I mean, that, that part wasn't, you know, wasn't ideal. I'd love to play for one team my whole career. That would have been awesome. Um, but, you know, to answer your, your question about the most difficult thing to overcome, but there was a moment 
you know, in, in my career where I kind of thought, you know what, maybe it is over, you know, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I'm done. Maybe, maybe it wasn't meant to be. Um, and I had to, you know, I had to have that, you know, that little bitch talk with myself, you know, I don't know if you listen to Andy Frisella, but that little bitch voice was creeping in. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it was, it was three years with the Texans where, you know, I, I, I was average, you know, good, but you know, not great. And I get traded to Seattle and I get there. And that's when, um, uh, what was his name? Mike Holmgren. Was it Mike Holmgren? Yeah. Mike Holmgren was the head coach and general manager. But that year they, I got there, they took away the general manager position for him, that new general manager. Mm-hmm. And I remember Mike Holmgren, you know, I'm, I'm pumped, you know, cause they run a four three. I'm like, okay, now I get to play defensive end. Right. Patrick Kearney was there. I respect him. We have the same agent. I'm like, I can learn a lot from this guy. Mm-hmm. And Mike says to me first day, he goes, I didn't, I didn't trade for you. The general manager did. Right. And I'm like, oh, all right, coach, looking forward to it. You know, like fuck. And, uh, I, I didn't, didn't dress for like two years. I mean, I was just on the team, you know, just, just practiced, worked, you know, just was always inactive. I'm like this shit sucks, you know? And, and, um, the only positive was I got to work out and train with Patrick and see what, you know, see what a, a pro bowler does. Right. So I took the opportunity to say, okay, you know, and this is, this is the time where I'm having that, that little bitch voice, you know, it's creeping in and I keep squishing it, you know, cause just things aren't going my way. I got to work out with Patrick. I got to learn, watch tape with him, see how he lives his life, how he trains, just everything. Right. I'm like, Hey, this guy's a pro bowler. I do what Patrick does. I emulate what Patrick does. I should be a pro bowler. Right. So those two years, I just, I just did what Patrick did, you know, learn from him. And at the same time, you know, I was extremely stressed out. I actually got shingles um, from the stress towards the end of my second year there. Wow. And uh, it's just, just from being stressed out, like, I guess I'm never going to play again, you know? And uh, I ended up leaving that year a little bit early for the, before the season was over. And um, I went home and I was like, screw it, man. Screw it, right? There was maybe like three or four weeks left. And – I get a phone call from the Kansas City Chiefs. And they're like, hey, do you want to come play a couple games? And I'm like, well, not doing anything else. You know what I mean? So I went to Kansas City for two weeks. Just go. I was like, I just want to play some football. It's been, it's been three years since I played football. I want to get a couple snaps. So, uh, and they were, I mean, they were just, they were in just disarray at that time. You know, they weren't what anything, what they were now. Um, and then, uh, you know, I kind of had that, that, time where I'm like, okay, it was the off season now. And I'm like, what, what am I going to do? You know, everyone, I guarantee everyone, you know, close to me, not close to me outside looking in, they all thought, well, that was a good run, Jason, you know, good job, Jason, you know, give it your best effort. You know what I mean? I'm sure that's, no one told me that, but I, I, I'm sure that's how they that thought of it, how they felt. And then I went to Philadelphia, you know, for that year, played a little bit, did okay. And then the very next year I went to Tennessee and got an opportunity to actually compete and actually get a, a real opportunity, you know, because nothing really changed. You know, I mean, maybe my mindset shifted in Seattle at some point in year one, right. but physically talent wise, I mean, nothing really changed. You know what I mean? But I got the true opportunity, you know, for a season to show what I can do, you know, when I got to Tennessee and, you know, then that, 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 that made all that time before that, you know, like all, all that time you're like, you know, you, party wants to quit. Party wants to give up. Party wants to believe what everyone else is saying about you. 
you know, and you know, that, that's that talk, that little bitch voice talk, you know, it gets tougher and tougher, especially in those times. And I was just, I was, I was so happy about my, from with myself that I didn't listen to that voice, you know, cause there was times where you're like, man, maybe it's, maybe it's right, you know? And, uh, for me, that was the most difficult, but, um, most rewarding because it made me, it, it makes, makes up your character of who you are, you know, it's dude, going through something like that. I'm like, I can do anything, you know, like you can't do that. But like, Oh, I can do that. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's good and it's bad. Yeah. I mean, that's just crazy to me. Cause you were, you know, you were a first round pick. So like you had people like, like that already, like, all right, like give up Jason, like people, you, you know, like just like that, turn the switch. Like, yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's very validating. That's for sure. Yeah, no, I mean, you, you killed it, man. I mean, that's kick ass. So that's, that's just crazy to me. So, um, yeah, I mean, do you, do you have like a, you know, if you had to relive, you know, an experience with one team, uh, you know, what team would that be? You know, what was your favorite point of your career? Your well, those are two questions. If I could relive any, any experience, any team over, I, I think I'd like to redo my year and, you know, one year with the Texans just because I wasn't, I wasn't the player. I was there that I was when I was in, let's just say Tennessee or Philadelphia or anywhere else. So I'd, I'd love to go back and do that. But if I had to relive anything, when I was with the Eagles, we were on that, when we were on the playoff run, you know, that just, that was I almost really by one, one of my very few times ever being on a playoff team. And, feeling how electric the playoffs are and being like, man, this is, this is unbelievable. You know, it was my first time being in the playoffs. I think 2011, year, year eight. And I'm like, holy crap, this is, this is, this is, this is electric. Having that feeling, Ben, redoing that feeling again would, uh, would be unbelievable. Absolutely. Do you, do you still stay in touch with any of your, you know, teammates today? I mean, I I mean, I, I bet you do, but are there any, no yeah, I actually talked to uh, Trent Cole today. We're, we're trying to coordinate a, a moose hunting trip up in Canada. Oh, really? He, yeah, he has the outdoor hunting show, Blitz Outdoors. So, oh, uh, does he? And uh, go do some, do a little moose hunting up in up in. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna go uh, go fishing. <laughs> uh, be a little cold for that, but we're gonna go yeah. shoot some. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I mean, hey, pre- appreciate it, Jason. Um, no, I won't keep you any longer, but I, I appreciate you. Uh, hopping on the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I remember when I called you too, it was like a random phone call and I was like, all right, I'm going to give it a shot. Like we got to get Jason on our podcast. So I called you and you're like, one thing I remember you were like, I don't care if it's ESPN. I don't care if it's anyone, I, you know, I'll, I'll talk to everyone. So I, I really appreciate that as a call. So, um, yeah, wish you the best and, uh, keep killing it. Keep, keep all right, buddy. Thank you. Appreciate it. And be- best of luck with your businesses too. Appreciate it. All right. Thank you. Have a good one.